You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. They keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the Department of Public Safety, here's your hosts, Jamie and Lindsay. This is the Sleuth Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lindsay, and we're private investigators. We are here to help you find the truth when you really need to know. So since we're doing this podcast, of course, people are going to ask us the same questions that they always ask us. How did you start this off? How did you start being How a did PI? you even get this job? I, I love know. that. Yeah. So uh, people have asked me that before, and I feel like I had this like rehearsed answer. And I always say, well, you know, it was kind of a natural progression for me, but that's not the truth. The truth is, um, I was, I was getting ready to go back to school and I had decided that I wanted to be an art therapist and I wanted to go into jails and prisons and give people crayons and color pencils and see what they drew. And that was like my dream. Wow. I know. First I've ever heard of that one. Yeah. See, learning new things about each other. (laughs) So, um, I was doing retail jobs at the time, completely hated it and I was ready for a change and, uh, I was actually at a funeral. I was at a celebration of life, you know, memorial party barbecue thing. And uh, I met a man there who was very, I don't know, he was just a really interesting little guy. And he was a security guard. Hmm. And he said, do you want to be a security guard? And I was like, yeah, I could do anything. I'll be a security guard, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, oh, I hate to say this, but he actually, he wrote my resume for me. He filled out an application for me and I did not know. I literally had no idea. And um, so I got the job at this security company, not knowing that I had a forged resume. So I'm sitting there in the orientation and uh, I was learning to do security and loss prevention. And I kind of like dropped my my dreams of going to school right then because I got entranced in this world of security and loss prevention. And I loved it. It was really cool. So I loved the weird like night hours. I loved the difference every day. So that was the sister company to Blackman Detective Services. They shared an office. They were owned by the same people. And I worked my way up from security to loss prevention. And one day they offered me a job to be a PI. And that was it. And like, I thought they were kidding. And here I am. So that's the thing. I met a guy at a funeral and he forged my resume (laughs) and I became an armed security guard. And now I'm a private investigator. You're good at your job. Thanks. That's awesome. I like to think I'm okay. I think you're great, but how did you get this job, nice. Jamie? Um, so I always <laughs> say the Lord gave me my job and people just look at me like I'm this weird person. Um, but really he did. So I tried to do college for a couple of years and it just wasn't my thing. I'm just not focused enough and couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I'm all over the place. I did nursing. I did education. I did. I didn't know you did nursing. Oh yeah. Once I got to the perineal care, I didn't want anything else to do with it. What is it? The perineal? privates. The perennial? Private. Is it perennial? Well, like, your, like your perineum? I thought it was perineal. <laughs> I might be totally perineal. wrong. No, it, it's perennial. Oh, well. <laughs> when Gross. we got to that part, I wanted absolutely nothing to I'm do out. with it. So I took my test and prayed that I wouldn't have to do that as the um, the final test for, for your C, what is it, CNA license. Um, 
waited tables. I've been a lifeguard since I was like 14. So really, I have been groomed to be a people watcher. So I love to go to the mall and just sit down somewhere and just watch people do all types of weird little things that they do. But anyways, um, had a major loss in my life. And after that, I got my bail bonds license and then met um, William Allison Blackman at a networking event. And he asked me, had I ever thought about being a PI? I said, no. We went to a little Greek restaurant off Capitol Boulevard. He tested me, and I passed with flying colors. What did he ask you? What did that lady have on? What was she wearing? Do you remember? Like, what was she wearing? I want to say it was a lady with, like, a hijab on there, and she had, like, a blue dress. I remember having, like, navy blue on, and she had a little kid with her that was probably, like, under five or something. But I don't remember the other questions. But the whole time, of course, I'm scanning the room and, you know, looking at people. And so he just thought I was excellent at everything (laughs) that I was doing. And, you know, she's, oh, she's really paying attention. And I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know he was going to ask me those questions. And so I just kind of hung out with him until I got good enough to kind of do it on my own. And now I've bought the company from him. So it really just meshes with my life. It gives me the excitement I need without me having to be the excitement that I'm looking at, <laughs> right? And so... You get to people watch and get paid for it. Right. I so, love that. It's great. I love doing people watching like when they don't know that you're watching. It's completely different. Exactly. Well, half of my... Um, I'm sweating right now because... <laughs> it's hot in here. Not only is it hot in here, but we just came off of a case where we have been chasing down this man and I had to throw a GPS <laughs> in the back of the window to the other investigator and... It was it was absolutely wonderful, and so I will share that with you a little bit more later because I know that's not what we're supposed to be doing right now. That's but okay. that's how we got here. We are Blackman Detective Services, and we are like the wonderful marketing duo of this new reinvented. Right. So I feel like that's kind of what what the show is. Right. It's I want us to be real. I want us to be accessible, you know, and normal people, not so much the the Hollywood stigma, not the what people typically think of as a private investigator, like old white guy in a trench coat, you know, back alley somewhere, little magnifying glass. That's what I thought of. I didn't think it would be me or you or, you know, <laughs> tattoos and dreadlocks and like right. <laughs> completely normal. I feel like that's normal. We are normal. We're normal. Yeah. <laughs> so Awkward laugh. But yeah, I mean, along with that comes the the questions that people ask investigators all the time. It's, you know, how did you get this job? Or what's the craziest thing you've ever done on a case? Womp, 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 womp. And it's like, oh, I loved it in the beginning because like when you've only worked five cases, that's cool because <laughs> one of them's probably interesting, right? Right. But now again, I feel like I have this kind of like pre-rehearsed, like that's what people want to hear, right? That's what, isn't that what they want to know? Right. What's a cra- What do they think that we do? Well, what Allison always says, and I think it's so cute, whenever people say, well, what does an investigator do? And he says, well, what does an investigator do? We find out stuff. And right. they're like, huh. And then right. the next thing what you know. What is it that you want to know? Yeah. And then they're coming up. Oh, well, can you find out if my brother-in-law is actually a criminal or, yes, you know, whatever. So we have um, been blessed to come across this wonderful opportunity to have a podcast to kind of share with our community, you know, what we do, how we can help, and just a little bit about our services and tie in some people to the community, introduce them to you guys, and, you know, just know that there are people out here willing to help you, re-educating you, or even just educating you on how this PI field works and how it can work for you. 
So what's first, Lindsay? I gave you my question. I wonder what's the craziest. Oh, that was, okay. the, that was the question. You just blew through it. <laughs> Sorry, because I hate that question. I know, I do too. Let's just avoid that one entirely. Okay, so um, what was my favorite case? I think I should go next. Okay. I like the ones where you actually have to follow people on foot. Oh, this week. Um, this isn't the craziest thing I've ever done, but this week I actually had to follow a lady on foot. And so I was trying to figure out where is she going? Right. So every morning this woman stops at an apartment complex and I was, you know, the, the thing is, where is she going? So I have to be there when she gets there, but I have no idea when she's going to show up. So I'm there at the apartment complex every morning and this woman's walking around in a bathrobe, like in the middle of, you know, the city, just a bathrobe. No, like she has clothes on under the bathrobe. Oh, well, I didn't know. But like she <laughs> she has a zebra print fuzzy bathrobe and she has a light purple fuzzy bathrobe. Right. And like this is normal for her. And so <laughs> to me, that was like very intriguing. What are you doing out here? And so I got out of my car and, you know, you know, some of the experience in the older guy PIs, they're always like, oh, yeah, you got to get out of your car and work. You can't do everything from your car. And I could just hear them in my ear and like, you're right. Like it was so much better getting out and following her. Right. She's just walking. Maybe she's going to the apartment complex to go pet sitting. Like maybe she's walking someone's dog and that's why she's only there for an hour every day or every time she goes. Or maybe she has a boyfriend there or, but here where we live, there's a lot of greenway entrances and that didn't even cross my mind. That's what she's doing. She's not up to anything. She just. Oh, so there was a greenway over there? There's a greenway. Yeah. Oh. And like they snake all through the city. So right. I thought, wow. And like, it's, it's October. It's gorgeous outside. It's like a nice not? crisp fall morning. And I'm following this lady <laughs> in her zebra print, print bathrobe <laughs> through the <laughs> greenways of the city at 10 a.m. Drinking my coffee. Like, I love my job. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you get to do that? Oh, okay. So speaking of greenways, now I know my favorite story. Yeah. So we had this guy. He was cheating. We couldn't quite figure out what was going on. Um, he worked near um, a major highway, and so the traffic in the morning would be ridiculous. And he, we had a tracker on his car, which was legal, had the tracker on the car, and followed him to a park. Now, he would be at this park for like 15, 20 minutes, and then he would leave and head on to work, and work was maybe like two minutes away from the park. So a couple of days in a row, we tried to get out there and, you know, and it was just it was just at the wrong time of the day and we just couldn't couldn't nail him down. And all of a sudden he pulls up. He has a little lady friend that pulls up. I think he bought her like a Bojangles biscuit or something. And Aww. they are making out and just loving all on each other in this parking lot. And, you know, hands are shaking because you just can't believe that I'm actually watching this. That this is <laughs> actually happening right now. And that is not your wife, sir. She is not supposed <laughs> to have her tongue what in your you mouth doing? right now. So um, that was exciting, Um, not for my client, but, you know, she's been able to move on with life. And so, you know. Needed to know the truth. Now you know. They're eating Bojangles together, making out in the parking lot. Right. And now you don't have to deal with him anymore. You can just move on and be a great person that you already are without. So maybe let's talk about the GPS trackers. So you said, and it's legal. That's another thing people always ask us is, is that legal? Can you do that? Right. (laughs) So the answer is, yeah, with a GPS tracker, you can definitely track vehicles in several different situations. There are times where it's not legal. Right. And we don't do that. Right. If it's your boyfriend (laughs) and you just 
need to know where he is. No, it's not legal for us to put a tracker on his car and to, to follow him. It has to be jointly registered. It has to be jointly registered, yes, or marital property. Right. So if it was purchased during the time that you guys were married or, you know, you guys leased the car together or something like mm-hmm. that, then you have the legal rights to put a tracker on there. Only thing with the tracker is, although it tells you exactly where the person is, and um, it's not court admissible. So... Um, even though you can use it along with your attorney or just, you know, to confront the other party. Right. You couldn't be like, oh, you were not supposed to go to McDonald's, this McDonald's ever. And I've got a GP, you know, a screenshot of this GPS that says that you were there. Right. No, right. Because technically work. my friend could have took my truck and went to mm-hmm. McDonald's. And unless you have a video showing me getting out of my car at the McDonald's, you can't. That's where we come in, though. That I was there, yes. So then our lovely PIs will go over there. They're going to document what's happening. Is it actually your spouse that you're looking for, or is it somebody else? Did he let somebody from work drive the vehicle, and, you know, he's at McDonald's? GPSs are very affordable nowadays, so you could go and purchase one on your own if you want to track your kids, right? If you want to track your boyfriend on your own, you know, you can – Buy you a GPS and... Is that legal? I don't know. No, because it's no, technically it's totally stalking. Legal. But, you know, people kind of get a little cuckoo, so... But that's kind of when we're like, ah, I can't do this for you, ma'am. Right. Well, we, we'll make sure that... But if you were to Google that, maybe you could do it for you. Hey, I don't know where... what I don't know where you got that thing from. If right. you're telling me that this is where he is, I'm just going to go and document. Like, I... We aren't technically responsible. <laughs> we are responsible for the actions that you take prior to the time. Gives. As long as there is not a 50B order or restraining yes. order against uh, you and you're the person that hires us, we will not help you continue to stalk the person that you're not supposed to no, be with. No, we can't do that. Right. But if this is a totally um, not hostile situation, you know, we are definitely willing to help people. Um, and we've helped a lot of people that aren't married, right? It's just, we want to make sure that we are doing things ethically and that, you know, you can take this information somewhere if you need to get, you know, more help from whomever. So what happened today? I mean, that's what we were coming here, right. To do our our little podcast and (laughs) Jamie calls me and she's like, uh, it's, we're supposed to be here at three. She calls me at two 30 and she's like, I have a problem. I was like, what? She's like, I'm there's sitting a, here. There's a breach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put this GPS on this car and I can't. And so she couldn't take her eyes off the person. I she could not. It. And I, that's why I had to come in here sweaty because I just couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> let it go. Um, you know, we work really hard for our clients and we want to make sure that they're happy. I had to take care of my people. Hashtag so. surveillance first. Yeah. <laughs> surveillance matters. Oh, um, that's cute. <laughs> is it? These things happen. It was it was a great time. Um, and it's the thrill of being a PI, right? Like a lot of times people are so excited. It's got to be this exciting job. A lot of times the reality is we're sitting in our cars mm-hmm. just waiting for someone to come car, out of their house. Waiting for the door to crack open to see any little bit of sort of life. Right. <laughs> Something to you know, video record. Um, But, you know, if you have patience and you can document these things, you know, you you might be a PI. Yeah, but everybody wants to be a PI. That's true. And you're like, you're really not (laughs) PI quality. (laughs) You have to be a special kind of person. You do. Um, And a little bit weird, probably. And a little bit weird. And And you don't know until you've worked with somebody. 
You know, I've, I've listened to a couple other podcasts and I've always heard about people going on ride alongs. Nobody ever let me do a ride along. Really? <laughs> Did you do one? Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm crazy. You're not going to be dropping me off anywhere and I don't have any kind of experience. Yeah, I had a couple of ride-alongs. I just don't ask questions when I should, I guess. Right. <laughs> you want to be a PI? Yes. <laughs> okay, put this GPS on this car. Okay, be right back. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I was like, I need to see somebody do it. I've got to, you know, feel that feeling with them. Um, one of our investigators that's been working with us almost seven, eight years or so, he is like the GPS guy. He rolls out in the middle of the night. And he's popping GPSs on and off. And um, I actually got to ride with him a couple of times. And Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> One time we uh, worked a case. I don't even know where we were. Somewhere in the country. And it just happened to be snowing. And I was like, oh, this is like not a good day. <laughs> like, you know, my I have the worst fear of like my car breaking down and being driving stuck somewhere. Right. And I'm like, I'm already not a good weather driver. I just kind of need to, you know, clear roads and everything sunshiny. Right. So we get out there. It's snowing. I want to say we had to I don't even remember what the case was, except for we had to document whoever was at this house. Um, so the bus comes up. They collect. We don't know who the child is that we're you know, looking for. We can't tell which house the child came out of, um, but followed the bus all the way to the school. And um, I said, oh, you know, I'm sure I just had this weird feeling that we had been spotted. And I was just like, hmm. Was there no school that day? No, there was school that okay. day. <laughs> I'm terrified of carpool lines. I know, you told me that before. I love a carpool line. No. Just, just throw me one of those children in the backseat of my car. Look, I have a two-door like... car. That's that's my fear. It's like one time I was following a lady and she went through the carpool line. And like, I'd never been to this school. First of all, my child is two. She's not in school. So I'm like, I don't know how these things work. And I'm just do-do-do following my lady. Here we are. And I'm like, oh, shit, is this is this a school? Am I, I'm in a carpool line. It's like, I can't get out. And this person is like looking at me like, there's no children in your car. Why are you here? Don't worry about that, ma'am. <laughs> so worry about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your eyes yeah. forward. Look at the children that are in the other cars. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're was fine. Worst beer to carpool lanes. Oh, well, I don't think, I think the guy kind of spotted us and he said something. And of course we came up with some cr clever little line. I don't know, something about the bus routes. I don't know. He came up with a great line because I was certainly not ready, which is why we do ride alongs, right? So that <laughs> you can hear somebody give you an example of, you know, what you can say whenever you are approached so that they, you know, you don't blow your cover. And we didn't blow our cover. So that was great. But I was like, mm -mm, I'm not saying anything. I just, <laughs> I was like, eyes forward. I just, my lips did not part. I hope one day. I get to do a ride along with somebody, but like reverse. I've done that with our new people. We've had a couple of new people that rode with me. That didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> no, they called the, call the cops on y'all. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you want to know more about that day, there's photos of it on Facebook. So <laughs> we were behind this lady's house. So like we had to get footage of this man. He kept coming out in his driveway and smoking cigarettes. So like every 30 minutes, a man would come outside. He was very paranoid and we knew that going into it. You know, he, he, he was a criminal. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And like, he was terrified of people watching him. So he was already looking for somebody that right. might be watching him. So we had to stay as far away as possible from this man. Right. Um, so I thought, well, let's just hide, you know, in the, bushes, bushes. In the woods. 
Well, the houses were so close together and they had these little tiny yards. So we were up in this tree line between an apartment complex and some lady's backyard. Right. And the lady's backyard was the house across the street from the subjects. Um, and it was perfect. Like my video footage was amazing. It right. was so good. My camera was so still. Um, so the guy that was training with us, one of our investigators, he um, he's just out of the Marines. So it, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of his idea. And I was like, wow, you're so good at this. And like, <laughs> it's his first day. And he's like, I'm just going to low crawl. I'm just going to low crawl up there. Okay, are you ready? And he like gave me these little hand signals. I was like, oh, oh this my is, gosh, this is so cool. I'm going to low crawl through these trees. <laughs> this is my real life. And so I'm following the new guy. Like, this is a great idea. Just winging it. And we had the perfect spot. And like, we saw RPD behind us a couple of times, like circling the parking lot. And I was like, wow, I wonder if they're like somebody called the cops on us, but they can't find us. And so we're just going to watch from a distance as RPD is like circling the apartment, trying to find the PIs in the woods. They found us. It's <laughs> like they're looking for y'all. <laughs> so first of all, the Raleigh police are amazing. And I, most of them are so nice. Like usually when they find you, they're like, oh, sorry. And they, like, they get out of there real quick because they don't want to blow your cover either, you know. And this officer, there were two of them that came up, up the hill. Here they come. And they just looked at us. And, like, they couldn't see us at first because, you know, we're wearing camo. I was wearing all green. And he was like, <laughs> the officer was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I already had my ID out and everything. I was ready to show him. And the new guy didn't even have his ID yet. He still had the piece of paper from, like, the temp ID. Yeah. And he, he showed him that. And the officer was like, <laughs> he just accepted it. Like, no questions asked. He's like, oh, oh, well, they sorry. Say, hey, you're in North Carolina. You've seen a paper temporary license before. Right, right. So <laughs> low crawling through the woods with the new guy. Now you know where those pictures came from. Now I do. Well, I didn't know where they came from. I was just like, okay, great job. Right. So so I also do, you know, our marketing stuff. So I, I run our Facebook page. I, I do a lot of our events and ads and some of the creative stuff. And so one of the challenges of that is like, how do you take pictures of what we do? How do you document that? And I mean, as long as we are keeping the client's information confidential and making sure that we're not, of course, we're not going to say anybody's name ever to make sure that you guys can trust us and, you know, know that we're going to handle your needs. One plus about Blackman Detective Services is that we are a large firm. So a lot of times um, PI companies are just like a retired cop that mm -hmm. has opened his own PI business and he's just like a one or two man show. We have um, at least 10 people in our office that are available to work cases, all kinds and colors, right? And then we have access to investigators all the, through North Carolina that can reach all the areas. And then we've got a couple of links that we can go outside of the state and make sure that we can take care of everything. So you know, we're full service. We don't turn down any cases. We are here, you know, for you guys to ask questions, to see if you need our help. You know, just we want to be real people in your lives. We want to be somebody that you can reach out to and get some kind of assistance. We want to hear from you. Are you stuck in a complicated situation and you just need some advice? Email your story to askthesleuth at gmail.com and we'll read it on air. We'll give our opinion and so might our guests. We'll talk through your situation, but don't worry. We'll keep all of your information confidential. That's askthesleuth at gmail.com. Ask us some questions. Send us a story. Kind of like a mailbag type of thing. Um, say you've got a difficult situation going on. You don't quite know what you need to do. 
um, you're not quite ready to, you know, pop the top and just kind of release everything that's going on. If you just need some advice, please send that to us. Um, we want to talk about it on the air a little bit and just shoot the shit. You yeah. know, we're regular we'll, people. We're mothers. We've just got a lot of opinions on how things can be handled. And yeah, and I think you and I are so different, but we work well together. Right. Oh, oh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's so many PI shows. Um, you know, everybody automatically thinks like Magnum PI and all your like true detective or law and order type things. And everybody has these shows and everybody loves these shows. By the way, <laughs> I am the black Olivia Benson. All I need. Uh-huh. Who's that? Oh my gosh. Law and order SVU. Oh, where are you? I, see that that's my problem. <sighs> so <laughs> I don't really watch TV. So Stumptown has just come out. So we wanted to pick a show that has just come out. And I think by the time that we've started recording, they're already like four episodes in, right? But yeah, and we want to kind of you know compare and contrast the the reality of things to the Hollywood of things, um, and so that's we're going to be doing like a Stump Town review. We're not trying to roast it or anything. Like I've seen the trailer, I really like it. Um, it's awesome. We printed out some notes on the show, and I've read through a couple of those, and you know I think it's a neat premise for a show. And so Stump Town is um, it's on ABC. It's about this girl who was, I guess she was in the Army or Marines or something. I don't know. She was She's a Marine kind of, vet. Yeah, there you go. She was a, a Marine in Afghanistan. And she's got like PTSD a little bit, you know, just a hair of PTSD. And she's going around um, the city of Portland, Oregon, which is called Stumptown. I didn't know that. Um, and she is kind of like a renegade cop. So she is being hired to help people with personal issues, but then she's kind of tied between the police of Oregon or of Portland and then this kind of, what do they call it? Reservation. There's like some, I must be some kind of reservation out there where she knows the, the woman who's like the lead person on this reservation. And so she kind of plays between the cops and you know, the reservation on how, you know, trying to help her client and then also doing a little bit of criminal investigation. Um, we really don't do all that. <laughs> we can put together yeah, a case for you, right there. Right, yeah, and then turn it over to the police. But this lady is out here, you know, capturing the criminal. She's got him in her trunk. You know, she's <laughs> breaking all of the rules, getting ready to kill herself. Like none of these things are reality of how a PI operates. I also read that she got basically gifted. So I guess in one of the episodes, she works a case and does really well, reunites a baby with a mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and somebody just gave her 1,500 hours and that's how she got her PI license. Right. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> so the guy, I think his name is Archie in the show. He, um... Again, he was on Law and Order SVU. Um, he was like a DEA somebody. See, I know faces. When I saw his face, he's a redheaded guy. Nope, don't so. know. I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he's like the best PI in Portland, and they're like, you know, if you work with him, you know, he's the best guy to work under. And she's like, okay, well, basically, he like takes advantage of her and kind of makes her look like this bad person, and you know, kind of screwed the client. And so she was really upset, and so she kind of takes back her stance on like why she wants to be a good person and why she wants to be a PI to help people. His whole objective starting off is just he wants to take advantage of people and just get as much money as he can. 
And she's like, yeah, the money's nice and all, but I really want to help people. And so they have this little tiff and she kind of basically wins the tiff because, again, she's got the cops on her side. Um, and then he's like, here you go. He gives her the whole license. And I'm like, again, TV, because first of well, all, where's your log with, yeah. <laughs> with all of your hours and how, you know, what you worked on. Do you know how tedious it is to keep track of it? And 1500 is a joke. First of all, it's 3000 in right. North Carolina. <laughs> right. Well, you know, some states you can just get a license. It doesn't even matter. And we'll do, I could do some research on that for our next thing. But there are some states where if you have a current license in a state already, a, a full license, they will just give you a, a license for We have an investigator with us that has about six or seven different states. License. That could get expensive, though. I mean, I guess it depends on what you're doing. If your work crosses over that many states and that's really you necessary, it. it could right. yeah, that could be worth it. Hmm. But yeah. he goes everywhere. This is the one that he went to Puerto Rico Oh, and worked yeah. out there for a while. So he's got a license in That's Puerto awesome. Rico. So we can go anywhere, y'all. Even Puerto Even Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. If there's anyone listening in Puerto Rico and <laughs> you <laughs> need to hire Black Men Detective Services. We've got somebody that can go over there and work that case for you. It would be me. I would do it. So, oh, <laughs> I'll, look, also use the um, askthestump at gmail.com for what? Um, what? What? Ask the stump? <laughs> Well, I was the looking sleuth. at this stuff out. Ask the sleuth at gmail.com. Um, even if it's not a story that you necessarily want to, you know, talk to us about, just give us some questions. Tell us what are you thinking. Is there something that you want to know? Um, do you want to talk about Stumptown with us? Um, or give us something, you know, tell us something you want to talk about. Is there a book that you've read or an article that you've seen that you just kind of want to hear our yeah. opinion on it? We Who would are your favorite Hollywood like PIs? Dex Dream Perios. That's her name. Sorry, by the Dex. way. Step down. I'm probably going to be a little obsessed with the show by the time it's over. I can feel it. I know. I'm, I'm excited to have a new show to watch. I'm not watching anything right now, so this is perfect. Okay. So we'll start next week with episode one. Episode one. And we'll review it. I want to bring up one thing. So we do a lot of process service with yes. Black Women Detective Services. So process service is you've either got a subpoena, a summons, civil complaint, or you just have like a certified letter that you want to get to a certain person. Um, sometimes, especially if they owe you money or it's a divorce situation, custody, they're going to be avoiding service, right? And in the state of North Carolina, you are required to have a sheriff attempt this service prior to hiring a third party. Are you in a civil matter where you need to locate and serve court documents to someone? You might want to have divorce papers served to a wayward spouse or locate someone who owes you money. The investigators at Blackman Detective Services have the resources and intelligence to track down debtors and others avoiding being served with subpoenas, orders, and civil complaints. When there's someone you just can't find on your own or that has a history of avoiding, hiring an experienced investigator can be the key to unlocking the next phase of your case. Were you going to bring up that article that you saw? I was going to bring up that article. I can't find it. So. Oh, let's see if I have it. Wasn't it? It was two officers, right? Yeah. Were they local? Troopers. Yes. They were in North Carolina. Um, and basically. Two former state highway patrol troopers arrested over ticket irregular irregularities. Very good. Read that. Will you read that? Somewhere I'm going to open it up. So, Makes me sad. So we always, sometimes we get um, clients who have tried to have a sheriff serve they're the opposing party, and um, 
no success or either they knocked on the door the person didn't answer and they don't you know try to go back they don't ask the neighbors they don't ask any questions they're just like sorry couldn't get them served and so they Mm -hmm. end up coming to us but it was very interesting because sometimes you know and although our law enforcement is wonderful and they do you know great at what they at what they do sometimes you know they're not perfect and so we came across this article that was released a couple days ago um and it's about these two troopers i'm not gonna read their names because i feel like that's that's mean yeah All right, so Trooper 1 is charged with five felony counts of obstruction of justice, five misdemeanor counts of failure to discharge his duties, and five misdemeanor accounts of making a false return of process. Boom. Whoa. False return of process. Like, you can't do that. So basically, he went and said that he served these people Mm -hmm. these papers, and he never served them. And so I'm sure that was a big problem when they, number one, he probably had to forge an affidavit saying that he served these people and then of course they're going to go to court and these people aren't going to be there and and in that affidavit you're supposed you know you specify did you hand it to them directly right or did you leave it at their door did you leave it with somebody else so sounds like he says you know i left it with them right He's saying that he he served these people. He didn't serve them. And and each document is different. I mean, if it's a subpoena, there's no getting around it. That must go into the person's hand. Right. You can't just leave it at their door and be like, oh, you're served. Bye. I can't leave it with your two-year-old and be like, could you hand this to your mom? Right. Thanks. Do they have to be, what, 16 or 18? They have to be, I want to say it's 14. Yeah, it's a weird, like, you have to be of... Mental, sound, <laughs> sound yeah, mind, and body of I don't know. You have to be mature. You have to be mature, <laughs> and we and you have to understand who the person is that's receiving the papers, and like be able to pass along a message that is. Mm-hmm. The and goal that, that's of sometimes the, the trick of. I mean, you. It's important that these people get these documents. You can't just fudge it. You know, like I once served somebody in an Easter basket and I felt terrible doing it, but it was a subpoena and the lady had her hands full and she was holding an infant, which made it worse. And it was the day before Easter, which made it worse, like baby's first Easter. But, you know, the lady really needed to be served. The father of the child was, you know, you know, suing her for custody. So yeah, she's holding this little baby and I'm sitting there like I know she's coming out and I'm like, oh, man, I can't like shove the documents in her hand she's holding an infant you know and I'm a mom too like my child's young so I was like oh I had just gone to the store and bought my little girl an Easter basket and it made me so sad like I still have like the inside piece to the basket because I took that out (laughs) I was like how do I get her to take this document for me so I put the subpoena in an Easter basket and as I crossed her on the sidewalk I was like hey are you so and so and she was like yeah and of course I'm holding an Easter basket smiling and I was like this is for you and she said what is it and I was like, it's a gift. I'm sorry. And I left. And <laughs> she just served. looked at, yeah, you've been served. I do have to say it. You've been served. I did you say, that. say that. Because if you don't, it doesn't count. It's a gift. You've been served. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't really care. I actually. I um, felt bad. It was baby's first Easter. And that baby, was my that basket. baby has no idea. That was my baby's basket. Maybe well, that's right. <laughs> baby can get another basket. She did too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, well, look, speaking (laughs) on process service, when I first started doing PI work, had to go serve papers for a divorce situation at a police department. And that should be easy. Oh, right. 
I thought it was going to be wonderful. You're just going to pull up, Jamie. The client's going to be over there. They're going to have their kids. This is a custody exchange. You should have zero problems. So I'm like, okay, great. So I can get up there. I'm already nervous, right? So I get like sweaty pits whenever I get really nervous. I'm just going to go ahead and share that with y'all because I'm sure that I will bring up my sweaty pits again. But sweaty pits are there. I'm, I'm in the parking lot. I'm waiting on my guy. And I get out of my car. I've got my little papers. You know, I'm getting ready to walk up there. I'm like, you know, it's not going to be that bad. The children are, you know, halfway out the car. Next thing I know, the guy whips out a knife. And he's like, get any closer and I'll cut you. <laughs> so, so, I'm like, shit. This is not what I was expecting. You know, I'm, I'm like, I want to act all big and bad. You know, I'm a PI. I'm not scared of you. But in the inside, I'm like, oh, why don't you just take these papers from me, sir? I'm so sorry. So anyways, I, you know, I put on my big girl britches and I was like, okay. So in North Carolina, also... If you have papers and they don't want to actually take them from you, you can drop the papers at their feet, and that is considered a, a legal Must service. Be what arms length? Yeah. Well, so yeah, I'm I'm arms length with this paper <laughs> from getting and, stabbed and his knife <laughs> exactly. No big deal. And, and so I drop the papers and like I've got my you know sapphire girl attitude on like you don't scare me, but on the inside I'm like. <sighs> Let me make it back to my vehicle without him coming after me. You know, I'm like, where are the cops when you need them? I'm <laughs> out here inside. being threatened, you know, out here in this parking lot. Anyways, got the man served. I pull off. I call Allison and I'm damn near in tears oh, because I'm, adrenaline. I'm not only that, but I'm, you know, I've never been pulled out a knife on before. I'm not, you know, I'm not a hostile person. I try to like stay in the background like there's no need to be hostile like that sir <laughs> so anyways that was a very um interesting process service but you know when the job's got to be done we're going to make sure that it's taken care of there wasn't going to be any driving back down there you know to wait for the next exchange to decide that you were going to now you know be a big girl and, and get the paper served so I like doing process service work I do too but it's kind of irritating when they don't and they're not there. I love it. Like, <laughs> Can the, you just be oh, home? Well, yeah. All the time. Again, with like the ring doorbell type thing. Yeah, that sucks. I don't like ring doorbells. Almost now, I, when I see them, I just don't even go up. Well, not if they're avoiding. Right. I'll read the papers and see what's going on. Would you care? Do you care? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Still have that. So after the Easter basket, I decided I needed to like keep some props in my trunk just in case. Right. So I have an Amazon box with the label pulled off and I have um, a happy birthday bag. Wait a minute. Can so, you do that? Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> can you okay. drop off a box with Amazon label on it? No, I mean like peel it off, right? So that brings that us to our, our next story. So <laughs> is this legal? So we had a case once where we needed to get this man served bad and the people at his work were hiding him. We went up there multiple times and the work was not going to give up this man at all. No ifs, ands, buts. We couldn't follow him because he was in like a, a work vehicle, you know, like with a wrap around it, some type of handyman type thing. Mm -hmm. So the only option at that point is his house or follow him to where he goes, but we couldn't follow him from his house or from work because he was avoiding. So right. <laughs> I was thinking, you know what? God, I'm so over this man. I just want to get him served and get it done. I'm just going to ring his doorbell. I'm just going to do it. 
And I thought, well, wait a minute, how do I get him to answer the door? And I was like, ooh, what if I could look like I'm delivering a package? Right. Because if, you, if you're expecting a package, you got to sign for it, you're going to open the door. Like, I'm getting my mail. And so I have a friend that uh, works for UPS or FedEx or something like that, right? So I called him and I was like, friend, I haven't talked to you in forever, but I love you and I miss you. And can I borrow your uniform, please? And, you know, he knows that I'm a PI. And he was like, why? And like, I thought this was going to be a fun conversation. I was going to get to tell him what I was doing. <laughs> he was so mad at me. He said, oh, no, that is a crime, a federal crime. I'll lose my job. You'll go to jail. You know, you can't even wear all brown. You cannot impersonate a federal employee. Which that makes perfect sense. I will not argue that. I will never do that. I just, that didn't cross my mind. I just thought, ooh, how, you know, how do I get this person to come to their door? Right. So I'm really glad I asked first. And like, you can't even wear all brown. Nope. Nope. So there goes that idea. Still have the box in my car though, just in case. So if you're trying to, you don't know trying what you're to serve you papers, they are not going to come. Dress right. Says the FedEx man. But watch out for Amazon now because, you know, you have people in Amazon cars. That's not a federal worker, right? Yeah. I've always wanted to order someone a pizza. Why? Like, the door anyway? <laughs> there's Domino's outside of my door. I'd be like, oh, sweet. You got the wrong house. Thank you. I'll take that. And you just sign for it. Like, I would do that. Would you? Yes. Oh. I mean, I'd be like, that's not my pizza. But <laughs> I would also take it. So if there was a subpoena in the pizza box. It's going to be all greasy. You wrap it in plastic. <laughs> like, there's no actual pizza in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, but if you order the pizza, it's going to come to the door. Just with pizza, the pizza box, whatever. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on this, this pizza box idea. Well, anytime I need somebody to answer the door, they don't. <laughs> I'm the person that likes to just kind of hang out by your car in the parking lot, just intercept as they're walking. Yeah, yeah that's the easiest. I don't know. Is that all we have for today? I think so. I'm I'm excited to go watch Stumptown now so that we can talk about it next week. This is going to be fun. Yes, and we'll have a um, a fun guest. Yeah, we're going to play games with our guests, Two Truths and a Lie. That's a fun one. So you need to be thinking, and I need to be thinking, too, about two truths and a lie. One, two truths about us. Or two about yourself. About yourself. So we're all going to play it. Like, our guest is going to have to have two truths and a lie, and we're going to have to have two truths and a lie. It has to be something like, I don't know about you and you don't know about me. And then we have to guess. Like, we're investigators. We can guess which one's the lie. Subscribe to our podcast um, and comment on it. Tell us how you, tell us what you think. We just want your feedback. So please use asktheSleuth at gmail.com to just give us any feedback you guys have on the show or stuff you guys want to talk about. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We're out. Black Men Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.